It's time for the Over the Boards podcast. With Jared Ashdown. He's literally the analytical equivalent of a donut. John Scusa. Steve Dobley. Yes. And Vincent Cristiano. Only reason he's better is he's taller and wider. And sometimes that gets in the way of the podcast. <laughs> Brought to you by Griffcast, the official podcast network of Canisius College. Boss Vinny on the other end of the table. We're live from Tonawanda. We're not in Tonawanda, we're in Buffalo. It's it Thursday morning. It's not even morning no, anymore. It's, it's not. Like it's 2 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, it's almost 2.30. Stop swearing. <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't matter. This isn't getting an episode anyway. Why? What did, why? What did he say? He I, I said, I said, puh, and then I stopped. Oh. Because it's almost, it's 2.30, which is... Yeah, and you wanted to be home by 3, so... I was like, yeah, maybe I'll be home by 3 o'clock today. Yeah, you didn't expect us to take that long on the no, test. No, I did not expect you to take that long on the test. I came in, you guys were halfway done, and then it took you an hour and a half. Well, you saw how, how we were, you know, messing around. And, yes, I did, so. I did notice that, which is fine. All right, let's talk about hockey. But we are back. It's another episode of the Over the Boards podcast. John Scusa, Jay Ashton, Vinny Cristiano. Thank you very much for joining us. We are in a situation where we, the past two episodes, Jack graduated to the Golden Knights, and then before that, the Chicago Blackhawks and the NHL in general just were like oh exposed God. as complete scumbags. This is I, I'm gonna say off the bat that this there's there's not a big situation that is gonna like be the dominant topic in today's podcast. It seems that might just be me, but it uh, seems like I mean we're gonna talk about Bob Murray. We're gonna talk about the NHL and just like like it, this is ridiculous. It is. It's, it's really ridiculous. I think the easiest way to do this off the bat is just to say, in general, and this and this is just, these are my words, this is how I feel. Personally, I feel that hockey is the best sport on the planet. And the National Hockey League is by far the worst league. And I'm not sure it's even close. I mean, this is a joke. Yeah, I mean, every... Every person has the ability to complain about their league. I know, you know, the NBA is in some fire right now for their handling of the Aaron Rodgers COVID situation. And the, NBA. the NBA. Yeah, the NBA. Yeah. You get the National Basketball Association and Milwaukee Bucks star Aaron Rodgers. Yep. No, I, did. I said NFL. No, you said, you NBA. said NBA. I did? Yes, you did. NBA twice. Twice? Yes. yes. Well, that's embarrassing. I definitely meant to say NFL. Because obviously, why wouldn't like why would I say NBA? I mean, the NBA NBA is probably one of the better run. Adam Silver. No, it's out of the, the four major sports. It's by it's far by the, best the best run. Yeah, because like, look at how they handled Donald Sterling. Yeah, that's all you have to point to. What about the Suns uh, owner there and all of his kind? I mean, yeah, and, and they're and they're on top of that too. The investigation that they're doing right now, like the second anything happens, they're they're always on top of it. They're not perfect, but it's 
Oh it's, no, it's not even close. No league right. is perfect. No, no league is perfect, and I don't think you can expect any league to be perfect. They're in a in a situation where you're um, a national sport or an international sport, which the NBA is and the NHL is and the MLB is. I mean, you're you're not going to be you're never going to handle every situation perfectly. Sort of expect, I think, as a fan to maybe handle have these situations handled a any percentage better than they have been handled by the NHL. I think that would be the hope, and they have not been. But I'm with you, Jay. I think the, I think the NHL is, you know, it's one of the most fun leagues to watch, you know, to do the, the sport. But, yeah, when, when you just kind of, like, see how they handle things, even, even on minor issues like player safety, like, they, they don't care about they people. They don't, they, yeah. Yeah. Just, you, you can't tell me that the National Hockey League cares about people. Yeah. Some guy gets absolutely obliterated and doesn't, and then the, nothing happens, and then something minor happens, and somebody gets, you know, like a two-game suspension and a ten thousand dollars fine. I mean, like, I, know, I, mean, I don't they, understand they, it. At the end of the day, like, I, like I understand what you guys are saying, but it's such a minute issue compared to the other things that are going on. Well, yeah, I mean, but like, but like, well, I mean, Vinny brought up, you know, player safety, so. Yeah. But no, like, what's been happening with this, the the Chicago Blackhawks situation and. You know, Bob Murray, you know, that situation in Anaheim and, you know, even previous situations that happened last, just last year. Yeah, no, trust me, I, I understand what you're getting at. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, you get the whole thing with Bob Murray going on. You get the whole thing with the Chicago Blackhawks going on. There's just so, and, and, and it's not even just one situation with the Blackhawks. That's just, it, it, it's something new every hour, isn't it? Yeah, it's it really is. New, there's new tweet. Like, God, I love Rick Westhead. I do. I love Caden Strutt. The, the two of them are, I would say, arguably the, the two best journalists in, the, in, in, in hockey right now because of the work that they're doing. Because the work that they're doing in hockey isn't even really hockey-related. It's the things that are going on behind the scenes that you wouldn't know about if they're not uncovering it. They're, they're uncovering all the scandals and everything like that. It, like, it's unbelievable the work that they're doing, but I'm getting a little sick and tired of seeing them tweet. And the reason I'm getting sick and tired of, of seeing them tweet is not because I'm sick and tired of them. I'm just sick and tired of there being something new every right. freaking hour. Right. Because it's like I'm trying to enjoy – like it's hard to enjoy the sport you love when you know that the whole entire league is run by scumbags. They don't care about people. They, they're completely content with not fixing any of the problems that they literally are the source of. I mean, this is this is it's been terrible. Like, this is the least I've enjoyed hockey in a long, long time, and it's because of all the other things that are going on. And it's a good thing that all these things are coming out, no doubt about it. But like, I mean, this is this is how you ruin your sport. I mean, the the NHL has been the worst run league for quite a long time before all these scandals were being uncovered. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like every time I open up Twitter, there's something new that comes out. About the Chicago Blackhawks, or all you have to do is follow Rick Westhead on Twitter. That's I, all you have to do. I do, I mean? and that's the thing. Every <laughs> time I open Twitter, Rick has or Westhead, it, there's a tweet from him. Yeah. Every time at the top of my timeline, and I'm like, and I always look and I go, "What happened now? What like, what has come out?" <laughs> the latest thing that came out is uh, here's the other thing. Do you know what we haven't mentioned? What's going on with Pittsburgh Penguins? They just reached a settlement with Aaron and Jared Scaldi uh, over what happened a, a couple years ago when one of the coaches sexually assaulted Scaldi's wife in the back of, of a car. 
it, it's it's ridiculous. It, like and, and Bill Guerin like it was like okay let's not, like let the reason for his firing go go public like let's not like let anything bad happen to this guy and then they fired the coach who uh, sent in the complaint and then cited it as oh you know it's because of COVID cutbacks and do, do you know what the crazy thing about it is Bill Guerin covered this whole thing up and he's supposed to be the next GM of USA Hockey right after Stan Bowman just stepped down. Can this sport do anything right? At the moment, no. The team in the National Hockey League, I would say, that has the most credibility right now in terms of, of, of these kind of things has to be the Anaheim Ducks because we haven't heard anything behind the scenes. Circuit. Like, like, like uh, in, in the media and like people, like their response on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, well, I'm not surprised because Bob Murray, most people, and I'm going to paraphrase here, most people have said, oh, I'm not surprised. Bob Murray's kind of an asshole. That's been the general response. Okay, fair? Sure. Yeah, fair. fair. So at least the Anaheim Ducks, though, like it's, like I'm, I'm sure the National Hockey League, amidst all this stuff with the Blackhawks and the Penguins, every situation that's going on, probably sent in a memo to every team in the National Hockey League and said, if there's anything you know, you got to get out in front of this. At least the Anaheim Ducks are, are getting out in front of this. Now, now, it sucks that Bob Murray's been there since 2008, so he's been an asshole since 2008. Oh, right. You know, it would, would have been great had you just nipped this in the bud like the second that he's, he started, you know, emotionally abusing his employees. But, I mean, I guess, you know, the best time would have been immediately. The next best time is now. The worst time is, is never. The next worst time is, is, is later on when more people can get abused. But, like, I, I guess at least they're getting out in front of it as soon as possible, which is great. He resigned. Uh, he, he's checking into uh, an alcohol facility, I believe. I yeah. Yeah, I so, yeah, I read so. a report that he's checking into a... Uh, a rehab center. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good, I guess, I suppose. But I don't know, man. Like, there's so much that's, that, that, like, you forget about because of all the things that are going on. But, like, like, it, we, like we completely forget, like, a year ago, all the things that Katie Strang reported about the Coyotes organization and, and Mariwello and, and the things that he was doing to the employees and the toxic culture that he... Uh, instilled in the Coyotes organization. We, like, we haven't even talked about that. We haven't touched that. Nobody nobody even thinks about it because, oh, you know, there's like another seven, eight scandals going on with the freaking league right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally like, agree. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like this, I, I like doing this podcast because, you know, I think we're three fun people who like having fun talking about hockey and stuff like that. It is so freaking hard to, to look at the things that we could talk about hockey wise, like like wh- like what is what joy are we supposed to have right now when all this garbage is going on? I mean, I guess they're hoping as an as a league that you'll just kind of like not be ignorant, but also just be like, well, I like hockey too much to like kind of condemn them for this. Of course, of course, that's their hope. Right, right. So because the good like I, like I'll say it again, they don't care about people. Right. They're hoping that they can sweep all this under the rug. So, so the, the Blackhawks are not going to pay for any of so the National Hockey League. They're not going to pay for any of the therapy that John Doe 2 is going to have to get. Yeah. Now, I am wondering, is that because the team is going to pay for it? I don't know. So, so there's, there's a couple different ways to look at it. One of the ways to, to look at it is the National Hockey League 
and this is the, the, the slippery slope argument that you're going to get legally. They have to focus on legal. Well, if they pay for this kid's therapy, then they're going to have to do this, this, and this, which is a whole bunch of bullshit anyway. But, of course, the league's going to have, going to worry about that because, like I said, they don't care about people. But th that's the first thing. The second thing could be legitimately that the NHL might send a memo to the Blackhawks of, we're not going to pay for this kid's therapy. It's on you to do it. Right. Chicago Blackhawks, it's on you to do which it. Which I think... And again, I'm not excusing the league being like, we're not going to pay for this. I, I'm not going to excuse but, the league. Uh, but I, I think that might, that might be the, I don't know, maybe that is the right thing to do, is that it's, it's the team's fault. But you, you can say so, it's the team's fault. You can't. Yeah. You 100% so can't. But at the I same time. I think maybe time, at, at a certain level, it's, it is the team's responsibility to pay for this. But but yeah, at the same time, this is this extends beyond, this is your fault, it's my fault, it's your fault, like whoever. Yeah, because they're just going to figure figure point and, and blame each other because because the Blackhawks are going to be like, well, why do we, like, like at the end of the day, sure, we, we didn't handle this situation the right way, but after the 2010 season, we didn't keep Bradley Aldrich around, and then this incident happened about three years after that. Why do we have to, to pay for the actions of someone who wasn't an employee of ours within, like, like three years? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, 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 the league's not going to do it. The Blackhawks, I highly doubt, are going to do it. They're going to let this poor kid suffer on his own. And chances are what's going to end up happening are the good fans of hockey. Someone somewhere. I don't know who it's going to be. Someone eventually is probably going to start a GoFundMe for this kid. Yeah. And they're going to find a way to somehow get him money. And the good people who watch hockey are going to be the ones who contribute to it. And at the end of the day... It's going to be super nice and sweet that, that this this kid's eventually going to get his money from someone. But it, it, I don't want it to be from the people who watch the sport. I want it to be from the people who screwed up from the beginning and let this happen. Right, right, of course. The, this, this league, they're just, they don't hold themselves accountable ever. Ever. No, they don't. And I just, I, I don't know how much longer we can deal with Gary Bettman being the commissioner of this league. I don't know. He's got no credibility left. He's handling everything extremely poorly. Agents all across the league seem to hate him. A, a lot of people in front offices are pissed at him. How much longer can you let this go on? Right. I did not see the news about John Doe, too, but can you explain to me what like what exactly happened? So what happened was, so John Doe, too, for those who are, who are wondering, obviously... It's an anonymous person. We, we don't know who he is. But he was a teenager who was uh, assaulted by Brad Aldrich after, you know, nobody within the Black Fox organization, they all failed to file any reports on him and stuff like that. Right. So because they just let him go and they didn't investigate in the situation, if they, inve so if they investigate the situation and they discover that he did this to Kyle Beach, he could have been arrested for it. If he gets arrested for it, it's on his criminal record. Chances are he's not working for USA Hockey or getting jobs elsewhere. So the Blackhawks' failure in doing the right thing caused him to still be able to get work elsewhere. Eventually, he was working at a school in Michigan where he sexually assaulted a, a player. And what happened was Rick Westhead just did an interview with this kid's mother. The mother explained everything that happened and just the amount of damage that's happened to both the kid and the family. If if you haven't seen it and you can handle it, I highly recommend you watch it. 
How long is it? It's about ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, I, not, I mean, I, I, I mean, I recommend it. I, I mean, I don't care about length. I was just curious how long because right. I remember the because yeah, I watched all twenty six minutes of the Kyle Beach yeah. interview. So I mean, and it's like the Kyle Beach interview was tough because you know it's it's the direct source. Right. You, you see Kyle Beach's face. You see the emotion that comes over him, and he describes what happens. This one is somehow, some way, almost even harder to listen to. Oh, because it happened to a, a kid. Because it happened to a kid, and you have to hear the, the like you, you hear directly from the mother just how much this is affecting the family. Right. And at the end of the day, the other thing that, that, that you think about is like at least Kyle Beach has had the opportunity to make money throughout the course of his career. Yeah. Like, like, and he and he's, st- he's still going to get his his money eventually with the lawsuit. With there's, there's going to be a settlement in court and stuff like that. But when you think about what's happened to Kyle Beach, like it, like if the NHL and the Blackhawks were crap, were crummy about it too, and they weren't offering any solutions to him, mm-hmm. he could at least financially support himself and get the therapy that he needs. Right, because he's playing hockey in what Europe right now. Yeah, so he, okay. he's had the opportunity to play professional hockey for well over a decade. He's made some money in his career. Okay. Now he, he's going to get the money regardless. So like, like they got for that, but this kid hasn't. And yeah. The, 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 family can't afford the therapy yeah newsflash to anybody who doesn't know which is nobody therapy's not cheap especially for when you have to deal with something like this and and like part of me wants to say like i can't believe that the blackhawks or the nhl are not going to help this kid out i'd be lying to you this is exactly what i expected to happen i didn't wake up this this morning knowing this information and go god i can't believe that i woke up just like yeah that's that's the that's this league for you I don't know. I'm assuming this is this will be a situation that we probably talk about almost on every podcast for the rest of the year. Just like, like I don't, yeah, this, is, this, is, this will not get resolved. This is this is not going to go away. Yeah, it's not. And at the end of the day, look, we don't get a lot of listeners because we're just a freaking college podcast for for hockey. But correct. The, the the way that this gets resolved is every podcast for hockey in America needs to be talking about Talk this. about it. Which I, I feel like most people not stop I don't, talking about I don't this. listen to all of them. I Obviously. don't think anybody could. Yeah. There's I mean, you know, there's podcasts you know God, there's there's thousands on thousands yeah. of podcasts. I, I mean, hockey yeah. So it's just a matter of uh yeah, I think you're right. But that's the thing. If you if you have a hockey podcast, you need to be talking about this. Everybody needs to be talking about this. This shouldn't be allowed to go away. They, they, they cannot sweep this under the rug. There's no way. We cannot stop talking about right. this until they get it right. So that will be uh, something to monitor, which of course will be monitored. It's not going to be not going to be hard to keep an eye on that because it's just such a prevalent issue. Yeah. Uh, and with you know, I mean, it's it's just a damn shame. Like, like think about like like remember back to freshman year, sophomore year, and even last year, like when we were doing this podcast. God, we never talked about things like this. No, and it's not, it's not because we didn't want to. It's just because like things like this weren't coming up. Right, right. And and, and one fell swoop, we're just getting this late. It's new stuff every day. Yeah, every hour. I would say the biggest thing we talked about last year that involved this was um, was it Dallas's GM or something like that, or what, or head coach or something like that. Was, was that when Jim Montgomery had uh, the, the biggest thing that we talked about was like that stretch of like. A, like a three months where like several different coaches got fired like 
Jim Montgomery was an alcoholic. He, he, he left. That's, all yeah. And, that's then Bill, and then the Bill Peters thing. Yeah, that yeah, was that with that Liu. And then, yep. did, did we, then we talked about probably the situation and with, with Mitch Babcock. Marner and Bat, yeah, yeah. Like Babcock. We talked yeah. about like like coaches in the National Hockey League being you know pieces of trash. Um, but like nothing like this. Yeah. Ever. Now we're moving into complete like organizations and even the league wise just being pure. Talking about legal stuff like every yeah. single podcast and it's God, I just I just want to enjoy the freaking sport. But the, 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 these teams, the, these owners, the, the, anybody in power, they can't get out of their own freaking way. No, they can't. Yeah, it's not fun to talk like it's not fun, but it's 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 a necessary evil. Yeah. So that trust me, I'd rather hear Vinny rant about the Sabers yeah, than have which, to I mean, talk about still, this. I mean, we still like you still well, can. We, we, we still I mean, can't. We've get got so, plenty of other. It's so yeah. freaking hard to talk about hockey right. without talking about this. Right. Because it's it like, and, and once we get talking about this, it's like I don't want to talk about hockey anymore. Right. I don't. Yeah. You know. Um. I mean, we could certainly try, and I I think I would enjoy just for my own sanity of, of talking. Just you know, I would I wouldn't mind transitioning to. Something else. Something a little um, happier. A little happier. Yeah. Um, the next thing on the list is Carrie Price seeking treatment for substance abuse, which is not happy at all. I mean, I guess I'm happy for him. That he's getting treated. Happy. The one, but here's the thing I, it's certainly say. not a happy topic. It's you know, not a happy topic. It's not. We're happy that Carrie Price is recognized. Uh, that he he said himself he's ignored his mental health issues for years, and that this is the perfect opportunity for him to take ownership and understand where he's at and, and get that fixed. So, so good for him. We hope he's doing well. And I would make it seems argument. like he is doing well. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it. And, and I would make the argument that this is good for hockey in the future because if, you know, let's say goaltenders in general, yeah. and there's always been that stereotype of goalies are the craziest hockey players out there. Which, yeah. Um, and I feel like over the years, uh, fans of the sport, people in general, have done a better job of understanding mental health. Right. Like, I got to say, like, just from like Twitter, like I like, like I follow a lot of fans from a lot of different teams, and you know I follow a lot of Montreal fans because right. it's one of the biggest fan bases of the entire sport. Yeah. It's original six franchise; they have the most Stanley Cups. The I gotta say, like from what I've seen generally on Twitter, it is the most I've ever seen a fan base understand what a player's going through and be perfectly okay with it. Like they're they're terrible. I think they're yeah. one of the three they're, and they're one. not good. That, that's a team that right now, God, could they not use Carey Price? Yeah. Of course they could use it. And I don't see one fan. I haven't seen one fan in Montreal being like, just wish you would suck it up and get it. Because like, yeah. we talk about the importance of understanding not just mental health, but, but men's mental health right. too. Like it's, it's incredibly important. Because right. not a lot of men want to talk about right. it and, and get that solved. And for, for him to step up and understand that and, and want to improve upon that is awesome. And it's really awesome to see the entire Montreal fan base, a, a fan base that's looking at a team that can certainly use Carey Price, and they're saying, you know what, you got to focus on you. That's 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 a that's a positive thing we can talk about. Yeah, this is true. Isn't and, and like I said, I think it'll be it'll as I was kind of saying earlier, it's you know good for young goalies and good and you know not young hockey players in general to see like well if Carey Price is having trouble staying in the right head space God, yeah. it's easy you know it makes sense Carey I mean, Price, Carey Price yeah. is an, uh, he's one of the best goalies of best modern goalies. NHL history he, uh, you he's know. a first ballot Hall of Fame goaltender yeah. playing for one of the the richest uh, in terms yeah. of just history, history yeah. franchise in the NHL, yeah. NHL. Yeah. and he's making 10 and a half million he's a year he's a great goalie and he always has been 
it's good to see that, you know, top goaltender, first battle Hall of Fame goalie, Carey Price is, you know, focusing on himself and, you know, yeah. he's making a lot of money and he's he's basically saying, yes. I'm going to, you know, put that aside and I'm going to go fix myself yeah, before I can come back. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because like, I, I, there's nothing I hate more than, than those idiots on Twitter who are just like, well, he's making $10.5 million. What does he got wrong in his life? And it's like, oh, shut the hell up. Yeah. You know? Isn't it a... To go back to like men's health, isn't it like men's mental health month or something? I believe like it is. I believe it is. Okay, so to continue on and and kind of get onto the topics that I know that we would like to talk about here, that one um, good for Carey Price, and that'll be. I, I'm interested to see if he ends up coming back this year. It doesn't matter if he does or does not. That's you know beyond the point of this. Yeah. But of course, if he does come back, I'm sure the Canadians would be glad to have him back and have him happy and healthy. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a Bobby Ryan situation. If he comes right. back, he's going to oh, get a, God, standing, yeah. a standing ovation. ovation. And he's yeah. probably going to get like a 50, 50 safe shutout or something that yeah. night. Bobby, Ryan, Bobby Ryan's one of the best stories in hockey. I, I love the Bobby Ryan story. It's fantastic. Me too. Next up on the docket here is, is definitely just classic over-the-boards hockey talk. Alex Ovechkin uh, tied Brett Hull in the NHL record books with most career goals. They're tied for fourth with 741. Uh, Brett Hall, of course, played for Calgary, St. Louis, Dallas, Detroit, and Phoenix. Alex Ovechkin, the only one inside the top 10, aside from Steve Iserman, that played has only played for one team his entire NHL career. I gotta ask you, Vinny. Yeah. Did Brett Hall ever score like a, an important goal in his career? No, I think he... I, don't, I think all these goals are just mostly... Uh, Mostly regular, regular regulation regular, goals. Regular. Probably just no, no you know, overtime a, goals. No, and no, no Stanley Cup uh, clinching goals or I anything. I don't think so. Well, does this list include that, or is this just regular season goals? I mean, this is regular season. So goals. there you I'm go. Just, I'm, just, I'm just asking if he's ever scored an important goal. Not in my lifetime. <laughs> when were you born? Two thousand. Okay. So, Literally, so luck, like, like you, you lucked slightly out slightly after that yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's no, there's nothing I love more than, than the Sabres fans who like who are our age, who like literally like okay, like sure, even if you were born in '99, like you were literally uh, you you were, you were an in infant. Yeah, you were an infant. You were an infant when that happened. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm still and, and you, I'm you're still fake mad about that. you're fake mad about a goal that happened. Yeah. Like, I, like okay, don't get me wrong, me I'm not. Let me I'm ask not you a question. Let me yeah, ask you okay, a question. Ask me a question. Ask okay, me a that, question. That, okay, that goal doesn't count. Yeah, they review and they're like, no. Scares increase. Sabres win that game and then they win game seven. How much better is your life? I'll be honest with you, maybe a little bit better. How much better is your life with that that championship that was won before you were born? Who cares? Is my life that much better because of the 1985 Chicago Bears? Oh yeah, look at the 85 Bears. Okay, we are the Bears well, shuffling right. crew. Well, you know, thank well, God me, they won the me, Super Bowl. Let me let me let me <laughs> let me switch that up on you there. You've at least, maybe, maybe not. When was the <laughs> there most we go. That's my point. When was well, '85? Is that their closest championship? That that's the only. The only that's the only Super well, Bowl the Bears have won. Okay, well, right. And then you obviously had the. I mean, you're not a Cubs fan, but no. then you had the Chicago Cubs in 2016. No, that was actually an even worse night because I'm an Indians fan because I live in Cleveland and I stayed up all night watching that game. They had a three-run lead in the series and they lost. So that point is completely yeah. moved. The last time they won was in the 40s. So, so And then obviously Columbus 
Newark no. team hasn't won anything. Yeah, Columbus, oh, they won that one playoff series against the Lightning. That was kind of cool, I guess. So I, but I and guess they also allowed the world to laugh at Toronto say, again. Do you think that your life as a Bears fan would be slightly worse because they didn't have, they wouldn't it have would any championships? It would not change. It would not change. It's almost embarrassing the fact that the one Super Bowl because, like, oh, do you want to know why it's embarrassing? Like, 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 the difference between one Super Bowl and zero Super Bowl for the Bears really is no difference because we cling on to that one Super Bowl that we won, like, well over 30 years ago to an incredibly embarrassing point. Every year we got a, we got a cart, we got a wheelchair that team out to, to the 50-yard line during one of these Bear games and be like, hey, we're celebrating the 85 Bears again. It's I would, so freaking I would make the argument that I think people in Buffalo just need a championship from somebody other than, like, the Bandits. Yeah, that's understandable. Like, because I think like, the problem your is, like, dad's life would be so much better. Oh, if they, if my they dad's won. life would be way better. It would be way better. My but, dad like, is a miserable a, sports fan. Yes, if you're if you're a, a student at Canisius College, though, okay, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, right. junior, or senior, your life isn't changed if they win the 1999 Stanley Cup. You're not alive. Who cares? Yeah. I guess it's just a matter of, like, it would be nice to have one... Like, My life isn't that much better because Ohio State won the national championship in 2002. I was three freaking years old. My yeah. life's better because they won it in 2015. Well, right. Uh, yeah, and you the like Cavs. They like, 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 you yeah, want to yeah, win it. But again, I, I would say if the Sabres didn't win it in 1999, then again they didn't win it in 2006, 2007, and they were never really close again. So I think you just want something to say, like, well, we did it at one point. You know, because we guess, haven't, and and nobody's guess, really close. My, my right. problem, though, is the fake outrage that like people yeah. our age have. Of, no, this the skate in the crease. It's like that didn't affect your life. You weren't alive. But I mean, you would like to, you know, it wasn't a goal. So I will say that I'll say that on the record that it should not have counted. <laughs> of course, it shouldn't have been a goal. Of course, it shouldn't have been. That's one of the most controversial calls in NHL history. I mean, come it's on. It's only controversial because like it won them a Stanley Cup. If it, if it. Like if it was called, it was a regular season game. They would have been like, "Yeah, that shouldn't have counted." Right. Like, it's it's it shouldn't that's, have counted. It's that's just how the work. That's how it works. If possession they, did not change because the puck hit the goalie's pads, like it, it, it that, it okay. Anyway, well, here, uh, I got one. I got one thought, and then we can move on. Okay. So that goal, like you said, that goal was a regular season game game winning goal. That's a goal you you know you complain about the next day at work, and then you move on. All right. But. Yes, I, I I totally get your but point. I mean, there's Unless you're Buffalo Sabres fans who, who's 21 years or younger, you complain about that goal as if it had an impact on your life anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, the, the reason well, we start this conversation is because Alex Ovechkin has 741 goals, which is the same as Brett Hall does, and uh, is in range of catching Yarmir Yager. Ovechkin's got 10 goals in 11 games this year. He's on classic Ovi pace to just rip the league apart again. Yes. Um, he is 153 goals away from tying Wayne Gretzky. He's going to do it. He's 36 years old. He's going to do it. He'd have to... If, he's going to do it. He'd have to... Let me just... He's going to do it. I, he's he's going to do it. He's going to do it. As, and barring a major injury, if Ovi plays for this year and then three more years, he can score less than 50 goals a year and still do it. He's gonna play another five years. He's. I don't think he's, he's just, in range. I don't, honestly, I don't think he's just content with, with, with setting the record. Uh, he, I think he wants nine hundred. 
I was ready to ask, do you think he can get 900? Well, I, I, think, I, think, I don't think he's shooting for the rest of the season. I don't I think, think he's shooting for 900. I don't think the situation is that he wants to get 895 goals. I think, yeah, he wants to score as many goals as possible. He wants to get that extra six is to get 900. Is he going to Right now he's on like a, what is it, like a 71-goal yeah. pace or something like that. He's not going to score 71 goals yeah. this year, but. He's not going to score 71 goals this no, year. No, he's not. He's, but he's, I'm just saying. He's going to get to 895. He's going to score 900 goals in his career. Yeah. I can see it. I can definitely see it happening. Do you, do you know what the scariest thing about it is, though? There's a no. freaking lock. There's two lockouts this guy had to go through. Yeah. No one was a full lockout, and the other one was a, lo- uh, a lockout shortened season. But could you imagine? Like, like what? So the lockout shortened season was 48 games, so... What's 82 minus 48? Plus you had the short season because of like COVID. 30, is that like 34? Yeah, it's 34. So 34. You 34 plus 82. You add the yeah. like if he plays all those games, how many how many more goals would he have? He probably you, it's reasonable to assume he'd have an extra 50 goals right now. It's possible. I mean, you also had the COVID shortened year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's reasonable to assume like he's at 741 right now, right? Yeah, it's at 741. If you take the lockout shortened season, the COVID shortened season and the entire lockout, you add all those potential missed games together, it's reasonable to assume he could be legitimately at 800 right now. Sitting at third right behind Gordie Howe. Yeah. Because I have the list right in front of me. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's he's he, he definitely is going to get there. He's, he's played uh, what is the equivalent of, like, 279 less games than... Ovi and then Gretzky has. So he'd have to. So if he plays fourteen hundred and eighty-seven games, the same amount of games that Gretzky played, mm-hmm. that's two hundred and seventy-nine games. I think is how the math works out there. He's got to score one hundred and fifty-three goals to tie him. So that's just over half a goal per game. Just that's just over half a goal per game. He could definitely do it. I think if I did my math right, he would have to score. It's like about a half. He's got he's got to average. No, it's like point eight two goals per game. So he's almost got to average about a goal per game. Oh yeah, like basically. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that he's gonna play. I mean he's two seventy eight divided by eighty two. That's three point four more seasons. Okay. So I mean that's not unreasonable. I think he's gonna play another five seasons. I mean, yeah, like, well, first of all, there's more than 0.4 seasons left of the season left this year. You yeah. Know, they're not halfway yet. Right. So, I mean, he's he's already got, a, which basically means that, based on this pace, he's ahead of schedule. Yep. You know what I mean? And he signed a five-year deal this offseason. Right. So, he's committed to playing the playing Capitals five for the next five. So, so yeah. the rest of the season and four years after. That's why I say he's got five years left in him. He's, he's, go, he's in a great threat. It's going to happen. I would I I'm I don't like saying definites like that because I, the I last time I said definite. it the, the last time I said a definite like that it turned out that for a year and a half there was like no college hockey so <laughs> I, what was that definite was on, the Atlantic, hockey, we on the Atlantic hockey podcast the frozen podcast the frozen podcast or so right, we were talking about the play like the the, the first round of the playoffs and we're Can talking you, about Bentley yes. versus AIC and we're like look AIC is the class of this conference they're by far the best team and Vinny's like. 
But <laughs> it's like the good news for Bentley is the games still have to be played. You never yeah. know what happens. The right. good thing for them is they're guaranteed at least two games, but, and then I, they warrant. So you, that's what I said. Oh, yeah, you, you, you got it. It's best of three. So you you gotta you have to play two games. Right. You so I told you I told said the words you are guaranteed two games. Exactly. And, and, and the season ended that week. They played it's Friday, Saturday, and then the tiebreaker was on Sunday. That like Thursday, Atlantic Hockey was like, Yeah, we're done, folks. <laughs> All right. And I was just like, Are you kidding? I I'm they never got those guaranteed <laughs> two games by Vinny Cristiano yeah, the third. I, I assumed they're still waiting that, for this game. Like, don't sit there like I don't I don't you know I, I'm not a guy that deals in absolutes you know that just sits there and is like oh you know you're guaranteed you're gonna get a shutout or you're guaranteed that you're gonna get a thousand yards from this receiver oh I guarantee you that you know this team's gonna win because he's not, he's not any the given Joe type. you know any given Sunday any given Wednesday any given whatever. But, like, you assume that when games are scheduled, <laughs> they're still going to happen, you know? You don't assume that every major sports league in the world is going to shut down in the middle of a week, you know? I, like, I, I remember... This is the greatest moment I can't, in all of our podcasts. I can't, I can't wait. Like, one day, I hope I have the ability to have children who have grandchildren. Because I'm going to sit on, like, a nice, comfortable chair, and they're going to ask me one day, like... Oh, you were in a, a college during the pandemic? I was like, yeah, it's crazy. You know, because I remember waking up one morning in, like, January. Like, like way, maybe it was February, but just way earlier in the, in the year, right? We got shut down in March, right? Yes. So at least one full month ahead of when everything shut down, I remember waking up, and at the time I had gotten... Um, like like daily emails from the New York Times, like here's your morning scoop or whatever it is, and it's and the the, the top headline was coronavirus in China was what the headline was. Okay. And I was like, oh, like it sucks for them, you know, like but we're fine. <laughs> you know, and like and literally, you know, within forty five days, everything was backwards. I mean, you know, and so I, it just it was completely outrageous. So again. When we went on that podcast, like, we kind of knew at that point, I don't know if we'd even gone through the, like, I think they may have said, like, oh, there was a case in California of the coronavirus, and oh, there's a case in Florida. But I, I, we I, never I, talked about COVID on the podcast because no. we never considered it a possibility. a possibility. I assumed it was just like Ebola, to be honest with you. That's what right? I thought too. Like, yeah, I that's exactly. I assumed what it was like Ebola, so I just was like, ah, like, nah, we'll be fine. Like, no, it couldn't you know. it, 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 Did you ever hear what uh, Aiden and Gorski said on uh, talking Talk Talk Smack? Smack. Okay, no, that was one of the worst ones ever because Aiden literally was just like straight up like, this isn't a big deal. Is this like Ebola? Like, like this will be over like in a week. <laughs> That's one of his worst takes. I, I mean, you gotta what, listen to the clip. It's, it's some, so funny. Some of my favorite, um, some of my favorite TikToks to watch. Yeah. Were like when you get somebody, it's like whatever the audio doesn't matter, but it's somebody like all excited and like, yeah, extra two weeks of spring break, like let's everybody get on Xbox, and then it's like you're in August and you're like you, you, like the guys are like a scruffy beard and like the room's dark or whatever, and I was just like, yeah, that's basically what happened. Like, yeah. You yeah. know. It happened, and I like you know I I gained like twenty pounds. Like it was just it was a mess. Oh man. yeah, that was that was tough, man. You were talking about weight gain. It yeah, was, it was a rough time. It was not. Jay a, was not trying to lose time. weight right before COVID. No, that's the worst. That was, that was probably my <laughs> worst moment of all of it. Was I was uh, fully committed <laughs> to losing to weight, losing weight, yeah. and getting ready for Survivor. I was sitting in 
tapes all the time. And yeah, uh, the second I started losing weight, totally committed to losing weight. I'm right. losing weight. I'm going to the gym every day. I'm yeah. eating the best I've ever eaten in my life. I'm feeling great about myself. The second that I start doing that, a global pandemic hits, all the gyms shut down. I start gaining weight again. Yeah, that was. I like I I, I you know and we, and we don't have to get uh, to religious on the podcast here. You know I, I'm not the not the biggest Catholic in the room, uh, and I, I think you guys are aware of that. You know, but if God's real, that's His way of looking at me. Like, like no, Jay, you gotta be fat. <laughs> I always, I always, I, I always have a saying. God has a sixth sense of humor, and I think that's what it. That's what. That's really what it comes down with you. But yeah, so basically, I just like, oh, really? You want to lose Oh, I got something for you, Jay. I'm not in a position to sit here and say I can guarantee you Alex Ovechkin is going to break this record. I can't. I'm. I'm not going to sit here and say that, but I will say that Alex Ovechkin is going to score 900 plus goals in the National Hockey League. I guarantee it. Jay guarantees it. I, I do not guarantee it. But it's definitely likely. Um, the Blackhawks are in real bad shape, both with management and their hockey team. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're 3-9-2 they're on the season, just generally struggling very, very bad. Yeah, they're terrible. Thank I'm, God for I'm interested to um, do look for when we – I don't. They don't have their first round pick. Oh, that's right. Who did they trade it to? Columbus. For oh, Seth, for Seth Jones. Jones. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, it's a top two protected pick, but Arizona right now is obviously probably going to get the number one pick. I mean, Montreal is not good. Montreal, Arizona is not good. Yeah. Buffalo will eventually Montreal drop. Montreal and Ottawa are both in worse positions than Chicago is. Yeah. Like, if the season were to end today, I believe Chicago would be slated to get the And then you got Arizona, back. obviously, is in real bad shape, and then, you know, it just. There's, oh, the season will even out eventually, where these teams, everything will kind of fall into place. God, but yeah. best case scenario is the Blackhawks get the third overall the third pick overall because pick. we still get that pick. Yeah, like and it's the best pick that we could get. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see if they do sell at the deadline because they realistically uh, they would have to. They could um, get a first round pick for you know Taze or Kane or if they if they were. To well, sell the the, I doubt that they're going to trade either of those guys. The yeah, one right. guy that's going to 100 percent be traded is Flurry. They're going to they're going to yeah. What they're going to have to do is they're going to have to retain half the salary. Yeah. So that's three. So you get you get Mark Andre Fleury as a rental for three point five million dollars. It's a great deal. Well, yeah, and and considering the fact that they didn't trade really anything to get him in the first place. Yeah, good. For I mean, them. that's at least asset management where you can look at it and be like, you know what? At the end of the day, we got half a season's worth out of this guy. We didn't trade anything for him, and then we were able to, you know, just retain half of the salary for the rest of the season, which doesn't affect you in the future, and we were able to get assets for him. Right. Um. Speaking of teams, you just mentioned one. The Ottawa Senators are not in great position right now, uh, but Brady Kachuk was just named their new captain. Um, kind of neat for them. Uh, his family was happy for him. Uh, and that just kind of continues the trend of young, talented players being named the captain of these teams that are rebuilding. Uh, he is you know, one of the key pieces of their future, so um, congratulations to him. Uh, the Coyotes won a game. Yeah. Which, you know, congrats. Which was uh, pretty hilarious. I actually didn't even know that until okay. until today when we started recording. I saw this. This shows that we are living in a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. Okay. Why? 2017-18 season. Okay. The Coyotes start, start off 0-10-1. Oh, you know when I saw this? 
they saw they, they claimed Scott Wedge Scott Wedge off waivers, waivers and he gets them and the in first his first win. game yeah. they win I did actually over, see that over a team, team coached by the legendary Seattle Kraken head coach Tate Axtell <laughs> back when he was with the Flyers this time they start 0 10 and 1 they claim Scott Wedgwood and they played they the Kraken yeah. they played the Kraken they beat Dave Axtell <laughs> So I, I definitely lied to you because I saw that same tweet. So I, I definitely knew that they won. I just forgot. First and only win of the season so far. Which is fine. I'm sure they'll get at least three more. <laughs> hey, that, that, I'm guaranteeing you right now the Arizona Coyotes win at least four total games this year in regulation. Well, I mean, it's, they don't calculate regulation and overtime losses, you can say just four wins. No, no, no. I'm guaranteeing you four, four regulation, regulation wins. <laughs> From the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> Mark it right down. Take the over. I'm telling you right <laughs> now. <the> over. <laughs> Bet one dollar on the over and you end up winning a dollar fifteen. You better save that clip and hopefully if you're they right. have three regulation wins, I'm gonna laugh so hard. And that's gonna be part of the new intro. The second wave is coming. Sabres are back to normal. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording. It's, I'm going to say mostly because they just kind of are back to the way they probably should be. They have a couple of major injuries. Casey Middlestat, you know, who's a top nine forward, is probably one of their top six players. Um, and he's injured. He's on IR right now. Uh, Craig Anderson, who's been playing really well for them, is on, uh, on the injury report. He's day-to-day still, but he is... Uh, He's out. Um, Henry Yuki Haru is injured. I believe he's day to day, but he's he's still out. He'd be a like a top four defenseman on this team right now. Yeah. Uh, and then who else was on the injury report? I don't remember the last name. Um, uh, give me a second. Oh, Tate Thompson is a uh, or no, not Tate. Uh, Victor Olsen's day to day. That's true. He's like a top line forward. So, um, so far this season, I'll be honest. He's played he is, better he than is, the empty calorie. Yeah, he is you not an empty calorie thing. player this season. You okay. said the same thing last time. So the, and I want to I want to make sure that I reiterate it again. As long as he's not playing like an empty calorie player, I will promise you I will acknowledge it because I think that's important. So the official injury report: Alex Talk is on IR, which everybody we, knows. We knew that. Right. Casey Middlestat IR, Henry Yokiharu uh, IR, Ol- uh, Victor Olsen day to day, and then Craig Anderson is day to day. That I didn't it, realize that both Yoki Haru and Middlesat were on IR. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, they are both on IR, according to dailyfaceoff.com. So. That sounds about right. I'm not. Right. No, I'm just saying that's, like, as yeah. according to this. That's it what would it be nice to insert Yoki Haru and Middlesat back in the lineup just to get, you know, just to see them develop. Because, um, I mean, well, first of all, have you guys how, have you guys watched any Sabres games this year? Yes, I mean I've gone to. Can I yeah. ask you? A, can I ask you an honest question? They're two and zero when I'm You should go to more games. Um, can I ask you an honest question? Sure. No. How bad does Rasmus Dahlin look? He's terrible. He genuinely looks bad, he, he, now, and now, he's putting up the, his underlying statistics. Are terrible. Are you're going to laugh horrific. hysterically when I say this. Horrific. They're identical to Rasmus Dahlin's. Yes. Which is. Just hilarious. It's incredibly concerning. Now, now, the only thing you're giving up, you're giving up Ristolainen's physicality for Darlene's puck handling. Yes. That's it. 
here's here's the thing. The uh, thing that we were looking forward to this season with Darlene was, oh, he looked better last season when Donnie Meatballs took over. Clearly, it's not, you know, transferred yeah, over. Yeah, not transferred over this year. Right? Um, I gotta ask you a question. Okay, shoot. Who do you think your best defenseman has been this season? Mark Pezik. Oh yeah, that's a fair answer. <laughs> Would it be unfair to say that your best defenseman has been Will Butcher? No, yes, it's unfair. He because he only played three games. They look good those three games. Yeah, I guess. But no, I think it's Mark Pezik. I'm not. I'm just obsessed defense. with Will Butcher. There's because he's one of my favorite defensemen in the NHL because I I just I love watching him play because. He just Maybe spams. outside of Oliver Ekman Larson, there's no defenseman in the National Hockey League that spams shots from the points like he does. And Those you, two are ridiculous with it. But no, Mark Pizzik's definitely been your, by far your best. Hey, you got to see. Hey, you got to see them both in one game, didn't you? I did. Yeah. That was electric, man. Let me tell you, seeing the OEL in person has been has been electric. Really? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you could say that. I had to see it in one game, and I mentioned this in pre- I'm still going to mention it again. In one game, I got to see Will Butcher. I got to see Alvarez and Larson. I got to see Tucker Pullman. I got to see Tyler Myers. I got to see Brad Hunt. Nice. Oh my God, that was one of the worst defensive games I've ever seen I, in my life. Yes. It was. It was. It was literally. It was glorious. It's one of the happiest moments of my life. I'm. I'm glad that made you. In happy. a in an NHL season where you have not been that happiest. No, I have not been that happy. So, do we have anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. Um, I wanted to to bring up the sweep. So, um, and, and this kind of ties back to to you know the. The sad things we were talking about earlier. The things that make us upset. Okay. Sad. Okay. Okay. So this is from one of my favorite people to follow. Her name is Sam at Samantha CP on Twitter. If you get the chance to follow her, you definitely should because she's she's really smart with like legal things. So she works for she has a podcast on Yahoo Sports. So uh, she knows a lot of legal stuff. She said, while there are valid concerns, legal concerns in paying John Doe two's counseling fees. For example, admission of liability. There are also very standard ways to contractually limit those concerns. It's not really a quote-unquote precedent in that it would bind you to the same outcome. It's a private transaction. Anyway, the idea that a billion-dollar sports league can't get a white shoe law firm to structure such a transaction is absurd. That's fair. That's entirely fair. Just her? Yes. Yeah, definitely definitely follow her if you get the chance if you're listening to it because she's one of the smartest people on Twitter, she really has been super helpful throughout like the whole everything that's happened with the Blackhawks season. Yeah, just kind of been on top of it. Really been on top of it, not just explaining like, not just calling out like uh, the Blackhawks and the league for some of the things that they're doing, but also explaining the legal ramifications of certain things as well. Because okay. these are things that I just generally that you, you me, John, like, like we mm-hmm. generally wouldn't know these things. Yeah. You know, so uh, if if you want to be able to, to stay on top of that news, we'll also understand those those things. Definitely follow her. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's did you did, do we want do we want to talk a little bit more about the Sabers? I think we should do a segment on this podcast, and I put it in the notes called "State of the Sabers." <laughs> and that's just like like you know what I mean? Like it's, it's nice nice plan words there, but also like. That's like, like we, are we consistently about. talk about the Sabres. Yes, the we Sabres. do often. That's fine by me. And now they, they've been struggling as of late. Now, granted, that shouldn't be uh, totally unexpected. They got off to a hot start, but we, we, we knew even when they started, what was it, like 5-1-2, and two, 
that their yeah, style sustainable. of play, nothing about it was sustainable. So they've lost the last four games. What's been like the general feeling amongst Sabres fans over the last four games? Definitely disappointed with how Darlene has played. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are concerned about that, especially. Mm-hmm. I think I would also say that the general feeling of Sabres fans is that the team is just not good defensively. It was really tough to give up a 3-1 lead to Detroit and then lose that game in overtime. Yeah. Um, that was embarrassing. But, yeah, I think watching the games seems like everybody's just – the main thing a lot of people are focused on is why does Rasmus Dahlin suck right now? Right. That seems like the, the general consensus of Sabres fans to me. Um, the co- you know, I, I don't think anybody's really saying that the coach isn't the answer. I, I think people in general are just kind of – I'm actually impressed with people's ability to comprehend that, like, this season is not going to go well. So I think in terms of, and, uh, in terms of finishing the standings. Yes. Yeah. So I think, like, people even last year – and Eichel kind of said this himself in the whole trade. He came out, he did a press conference, he did um, all that stuff. You know, he, he talked to Elliot Friedman, and he talked about how, like, they asked, they said, if he apparently, he said on Spit and Chicklets that if the Sabres had let him get his surgery, he would have come back and played. Which I don't believe. I don't believe one, I don't believe because he said, because Elliot Friedman basically asked him that, and he said, if you had gotten your surgery already, how would this situation be different right now? And he goes, I don't know if it would be. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, then yeah, He's go. changed his answer, and then, like, somebody else, I believe, asked him it, and he just straight up didn't answer the question. So, like, we've seen... Once he didn't answer the question, and once he said, I don't think it'd be different, and once he said it would be different. So I don't know. And frankly, like as far as like the whole situation has gone, in terms of how he has handled it, I understand his frustrations and why that like this had to happen for both sides, but I'm not sure how much credibility he has as far as, at least within the media, how he's handled things. Right. But, um, again... Michael kind of said that like he, he's told them before the 2020 season he did not want to be part of another rebuild. But I mean they had they had Taylor Hall, you know. I mean like they went on they they tried to be good, you know. I mean Omar was yeah, thought you, to be you, a goalie that could play the majority of the games. You can't say the Sabres tried to suck last year when they literally went out and spent eight million dollars right. in Taylor Hall for yeah. a year. Yeah, I mean the 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 thought was that last year they might actually have been good. I think the point was to try and make. I mean the well the goal is always to try and make the playoffs. Yeah. But the I think they realistically thought like in the top we six. might have a chance to to make the playoffs. Like I think yes. even, like so, and then they just or at least bad. improve so we can build off of this. Like, because right. your goal when you bring in a guy like Taylor Hall is oh well okay we we have Taylor Hall hopefully we can make him work with Eichel or you got that scoring can, we can split it up yeah. have him work with Reinhardt and then try and get Jeff Skinner going with Eichel. And the, and and again, it one of the Sabres, one of the Sabres' problems over the past couple of years had been depth scoring, and mm-hmm. they didn't have that. And then you add Taylor and Hall, then, yeah. and you think maybe we can get that exactly. And then you, know? you, and you think like, oh, like like we can spread scoring throughout our lineup because he's not a depth player, but you, you right. You, but you you're want, thinking, you want to spread your scoring. Your, your goal a again, bit. like you're thinking that maybe if you play you your top six forwards on the team in terms of skill and ability to score at the time, Jack Eichel. Taylor Hall, Sam Reinhart, Victor Olofsson, Jeff Skinner, mm-hmm. and um, that's five. I actually like legitimate hopes, like with, you, it, with with that the lineup like that. Like if you're a Sabres fan, in an 80, in an eighty-two game season, you would have hoped, oh, 
Jack Eichel, we're hoping for at least 30 goals and at least 80 points from you. Right. Taylor Hall, we're hoping for at least 25 goals and at least 70 points 70 from you. 70 points, right. We're, you know, Sam Reinhardt, we're expecting at least 20 goals and 60 points from you. Right. Uh, and you pick Victor Olsen, we're you're expecting 20 goals. 25 goals, but you may be looking at 20, like 20, 45 points. 50 points. You right, know what I mean? yeah. So somewhere in, in, in that range. And then like, you and know, Skinner, you're hoping, Skinner, you're, you're, hoping, you're, hoping that, you're hoping 20 goals. I don't know if you're goals, expecting 20 points. goals, but right. But I mean, if you're you get hoping that, that you're spreading the scoring throughout the lineup, yeah. and I understand their thought process for it. Uh, it, it, it completely backfired. It didn't work. You ended up having to trade Hall. You ended up tra- having to trade Eichel. You, you trade. You, you didn't really have to trade Reinhardt, but but you did anyway. Yeah. Which which is understandable though, because you get a you get a first round pick and Devin Levi and out of who, it. And Levi has been and, fantastic. And Le- Levi is, right now, is so. one of the best goaltending prospects in, in in hockey right now. So. Uh, it sucks. It, yeah, it sucks having suck. to hit the re, re, reset button again. It does. But what was your other option? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they had one. But uh, but again, that kind of go back goes back to the point of that. Last year, I think the expectation was that maybe we will be good. It was super disappointing that they weren't. And now you're in a situation where you kind of expect them to be bad. They started off well, and I think there certainly were a couple people that maybe were like. Well, maybe they'll stay this way. But I think all the reasonable people were like, "Yeah, it's yeah, just not this is stay this just way. because it's not sustainable, and it's nothing against yeah. the team. It's just there's not a lot. Like this team isn't very good on paper without injuries, right? But there's going to be now there's now season. there's injuries, right? And not to mention you got two goaltenders in that, and and there's nothing against them. like they they're both playing well, but they're but they're. So as you may have guessed, we experienced a little bit of a technical difficulty with our recording and just couldn't record anymore at the podcast. So we're going to stop for this week. Jay says goodnight, Jim Kite. We will see you next time.